Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Casetta. Yay! And we've got a great episode for you. It's Paige's Week again. Uh, we are working on another series, but it turns out Paige brought us a series of her own. I would say this is the tits. <laughs> <laughs> That'll surely make sense once you listen to the episode. <laughs> it's a really great time. Uh, we got a lot of really good jokes in. Um... I learned so much about both of y'all from this episode. Uh, and before that, we've got some news and reviews. As you undoubtedly know, we have a Patreon, and that Patreon is producing sweet, sweet bonus content. Bonus, you hardly know us, she said in her charming Midwestern accent. Every time. <laughs> For just $5 a month, you can help us survive in the arms of an angel. In no. the economy of Los Angeles. <laughs> it's not that bad. But uh, if you want to give us just $5 a month, you get sweet access to bonus content like the history of the Hitler mustache or the story of ICP and their cult-like following of Juggalos. Yeah! The episodes are just as good and most of the time just as long as our normal episodes and you get a bonus every other week uh, and it's worth it for that alone to see the other awards we have and all of our tiers you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast now we've got some more five star reviews <laughs> This one, this first one comes to us from Julso Maha, and it says, I would give it a hundred stars. Aww. This is by far the best cult podcast. Aww. I love how they take the most creeptastic psychos and turn it into a hilarious yet informative podcast. The only drawback, there is never enough of their culty shenanigans. Aww. Thank you so much, Jules Somaha. I hope that I'm saying that right and that it's not a family name because otherwise I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, this next one comes to us from Time Traveler 89 and it says, I'm your father, Armando? Oh my God. What? No, I'm kidding. It says, <laughs> uh, funny and well-researched. They do a really good job of researching and still manage to be funny despite the dark and often distressing topics. One of the best cult podcasts I've heard. Aw, thanks. That is very sweet. Thanks, Daddy. I love you so much, Time Traveler 89. I remember when somebody was pretending to be my dad? Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. Yeah, it was, must be weird to have a daddy who wants to be around you. I mean, not according to pornos, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stepdaddy, if you will. <laughs> a stepdaddy. Uh, and without any further step ado, let's get into the show. Hello. 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 Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> Sharda, yay. yay. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these, these are, are our opinions. opinions. 
Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Andrea Gazzetta. Yay! Yay! And it's my week again. It <laughs> is. Real quick, I'm I seem there seems to be a misunderstanding. I thought you were hatchet tits. What what? <laughs> Come correct. Don't talk about the family like that. Yeah. Bring me Fago. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. And I am full of pizza. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> That's a pretty good juggalo name. Yeah, it's an amazing juggalo name. Good, good. Glad to hear it, Shadow Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Keeper sounds like a trapper keeper from the netherworld. It definitely sounds like a furry name. <laughs> oh, no. It sounds like an old English insult for fat people because they keep so much shadow. <laughs> That's what they'd called me in the in past. our folds. Hark, thou art throwing shadow at me. <laughs> Dost thou have thine own shade, glutton? <laughs> oh man! So it's Paige this week. It's my week again. Yeah. Um. By the time when this comes out, I will be in Texas. Yeah. Texas. So eating we're up, recording this early. Eating up all that uh, that good, good uh, beaver nuggets. and uh, Beaver nuggets and Torchy's queso. I plan on bathing in queso. Ooh, beaver nuggets continue to sound like a sexual by position the way, to me. We also still have another box of beaver nuggets. What? God. From how? We got, it got sent to us and then we never finished them and they've been like riding around with me in my car, but yeah. also my apartment. And yeah. We're like... We have like drug kingpin quantities of, of beaver, beaver nuggets. nuggets. Like we're supposed to be selling these on the streets in dime bags. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to cut them up and then heat them, but then congeal them. And then we can sell it for like eight times as much. <laughs> this just, is a callback to before we started recording when Armando told us how to make crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to prison. It was nice to meet y'all. <laughs> um, so today... We are talking about one that I've wanted to do for a long time and just it worked out to do it today. Uh, we're talking about the conscious development of mind, body, and soul. Ooh. What? And Terry Hoffman. Yeah, this sounds like a very specifically L.A. cult. Uh, it is not in L.A. I picked it because it takes place in lovely Dallas, Texas. Oh. Ooh. Hello. Um, so I first heard about this one from the dollop. If you want to know more, we're going to cover a lot of the same stuff. The dollop covered this on episode number 263, Texas Hypnocult. Um, Dark Histories covered it on season one, episode 15. I have not listened to that one, so I don't know how good it is. Um, but our main source is going to be D Magazine, which is a Dallas-based magazine. Their oh. article. <laughs> I thought it was a monthly magazine about dick. I mean, different cult that could have gone that way. Um, <laughs> Yikes. But the article is called The Rise and Fall of a North Dallas Cult. True believers in conscious development suffer untimely deaths. Oh, no. Hot. By George. It says Rodriguez. It looks like it's Rodriguez missing a Z. So if it is Rodriguez, I'm sorry. But it gotcha. says Rodriguez in the article. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was published in 1982, which was fairly soon after the events that we're going to talk about today happened. This article actually was written before the cult officially ended. Interesting. So it has interviews with the leader <gasps> and followers. If you're super interested in this group, I highly recommend the article. It's like 
15 pages long. It's super long. It's like the first Google hit. It's very easy to find. Um, but it's really interesting. But the problem with the article is that it was written in 1982, which means it didn't get to cover any of the court cases that happened in the early 90s. <gasps> so we also have truenoirstories.wordpress.com on their section for Terry Hoffman. Nice. Uh, we've also got the Dallas Observer. Was, was that the D Observer? The Dallas Observer, Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. The <laughs> Dallas Observer is just a guy dude. named Henry who sits on top of a building and just looks like, down and goes, yep, He's a Gargoyle. Dallas. Yeah, that's definitely... De- oh, what? Oh, that's a nice D. I got to write about that for D Monthly. <laughs> nice bold. He's definitely uh, a, gar- a gargoyle. Right. Uh, we've also got an article called The Curse of the Black Lords, colon... What demons drove so many members of a Dallas New Age cult to kill themselves and leave their money to their guru? Question mark. And that was from Texas Monthly, May 1st, 1990, by Peter Elkind. Um, I will posit as we go through that maybe they didn't all kill themselves. Just putting it out there. Okay. Well, it'll make a lot more sense in a sec. Um, Also, we've got Unsolved Mysteries, the case of Sandy Cleaver. Oh, Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I fucking I love, love unsolved mysteries. mysteries. I would say this I is... mean, I don't love that they exist. Let me right, start. Right, that. right, right, right. Like, right. I'm not like, dude, murders not getting solved. <laughs> so love good. It. Criminals love it. getting away with Do crime. It. Give me hard nipples. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> such a specific part of you to get hard. And why is it the nipples? Unsolved mysteries. <laughs> we'll never know why it's my nipples getting hard. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Was it aliens? Maybe. Dude, <laughs> maybe. Every time Unsolved Mysteries covered spontaneous human combustion stuff, nightmares. So many nightmares. Yeah, that gave me wet nipples. <laughs> but that could also just be because it's hot as balls in here. Careful, you might spontaneously combust. <laughs> oh, my God. Put the bust back in spontaneously combust. <laughs> am I right? Hard nipples, soft nipples, wet nipples. <laughs> this sounds like the worst children's book. Okay. It does. Moving on, we've got reallifeishorror.blogspot.com, their article on Terry Hoffman and cult members. Uh, And then we have, this is a long article title, get ready for it, Mystery Lingers About Mystic and Ten Deaths. Texas, after nearly four years of investigation, prosecutors are no closer to pinning fatalities on anyone. But Terry Hoffman (laughs) faces up to 50 years in prison for bankruptcy fraud. By Pauline Ariaga. I'm going to go with Ariaga. And that was published in 1994, the LA Times. That's my favorite haiku, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we've got the silvamethod.com, which will come into play a little bit later. And then we've got the Mayo Clinic article on um, scarlet fever. And finally, we have www.neighborhoodscout.com for Fort Stockton, Texas. Are you guys ready to get into it? As, <laughs> I'm so excited. Aggressively citing sources. Okay. This mystery is so unsolved, my nipples are rock hard. <laughs> so Terry Lee Hoffman was born March 21st in 1938, just outside of Dallas, Texas, in an area called Fort Stockton. Fort Stockton is the county seat of Pecos County, but it was not a wealthy area. To make matters worse... This is just before World War II, and America was still working their way through the Great Depression. To put this in, I guess, kind of perspective, Fort Stockton was in Bonnie and Clyde's hunting grounds, and their crime spree had only stopped about four years before this. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So 
even today, Fort Stockton is not a great place to be. According to NeighborhoodScout.com, they said, quote, the chance of becoming a victim of either violent or property crime in Fort Stockton is one in 43. Based on FBI crime data, Fort Stockton is not one of the safest communities in America. Relative to Texas, Fort Stockton has a crime rate that is 72% higher than any of the other states, cities, and towns of all sizes. Jesus. And this is a place where everyone has guns. Yeah. Well, the problem is half of them are being robbed by the ghosts of Bonnie and Clyde. Right. Exactly. Meth, 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 meth. So Terry's parents were young and dirt ass poor. She was born into extreme poverty. Her father was reportedly a non-functional alcoholic and couldn't hold down a job or maintain their family farm because he was incapacitated by whiskey. Her mother was slowly dying of tuberculosis. Fuck. Jesus Christ. This is the most time-appropriate poverty I've yeah. ever heard of. <laughs> so, uh, to make Jesus. matters worse, her mother's health began to decline even further further after giving birth to a stillborn daughter oh, ensuring no. that terry would be their only child who has tuberculosis and is also pregnant, pregnant. Well, i think that's probably why the baby died but you know yeah i mean yeah. But damn i know it's it's hard to even get pregnant when you have tuberculosis yeah and she carried it to term and it was stillborn that's horrific super rough now they were so destitute and her father was incapable of managing their farm. So to maintain their family farm, they sent Terry into the fields to work at the age of four. How? What? How can you even do anything? She was picking cotton at four, according to her. Again. So it was a cotton farm. Um, I think they just had cotton and other things. Okay. So it's just like a general... Yeah. Okay. If you've ever tried to get a four-year-old to do anything... That was how my long thinking. I was like, last? I've met four-year-olds. How did this happen? Terry, you gotta get in the field. Okay, Dad, but can I finish watching this Minecraft video? That is too articulate of a sentence for anyone of the age of four. I've never met a four-year-old. I mean, I was pretty articulate at four, but I'm a weirdo. Yeah. I was teaching people how to make crack. I wasn't watching Unsolved Mysteries. And it was in the heat of working in the field at four years old when she began to have her first visions. Really? No, it's I heat wonder stroke. why. <laughs> she's dying. That's what I stroke. said. I have it literally in my notes here. I'm like, I just want to pause for a second. Uh, that's definitely heat stroke or yeah. it's bullshit. One of the two. I would 100% believe heat stroke. Um, I could also believe because the only source we have for any of this is her mm -hmm. that she's just making this shit up. Who yeah. knows? I mean, yeah, that that's the thing. If if she saw anything, I probably heat yeah, heat stroke. Yeah. Uh, according to D magazine, <laughs> every uh, time it's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. But also <laughs> according to D magazine, uh, when she was four years old, relaxing under a shade tree. Three men in splendid robes appeared and told her that she could do or be anything that she wanted if she wanted it bad enough. They told her that when she was troubled, she should think about God. And they warned her that they could not be seen by many other people, not the boys or girls who ridiculed her or the adults who looked down on her, quote unquote, wrong side of the tracks family Ruh -ruh. or her alcoholic father. Aww. So I think 
a lot of this is projection. She made yeah. imaginary friends. Yeah, she made imaginary friends is what I would call them. And it was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it was, they I sound mean, like the wise men, honestly. They do kind of sound like the wise men, which is a story that a four-year-old might know if yeah. you were raised yeah. in a religious yeah, yeah, home. Yeah. So it's a touchstone. So for me to, you know, I can extend the belief that either A, she's making this up and that was the only language she had for it at the time, or uh-huh. B... She had heat stroke, and that's what she thought of because it's something she knew. What I really love about this is that it is the 1942 version of, hey, what are you doing? You're sitting under a shade tree. <laughs> You're not bettering your life. You're, you're sitting here picking cotton because your dad is too drunk, and you could be out here getting frankincense and getting all of the things that you want in life, like myrrh. All you got to do, DeVry University. Become a registered nurse. Follow the star to our website. <laughs> You're picking cotton because your dad is too drunk is the saddest sentence I've oh, ever it's, heard. It's going to get sadder. Oh, like it's, no. I'm so yeah. sorry. It's about to get... This is like, you know, did you ever see that movie, The Little Princess? I'm I sure loved it's a book that. Too. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And I also believed I had powers because I also had a dad that was missing. Yeah, but the comfort these visions brought her, much like the little princess, uh, was short-lived because her mother passed away and her father's alcoholism became even more unmanageable as he tried to cope with the grief of losing her mother. Unable to care for his daughter and his addiction, he just left her at an orphanage at the age of nine. (gasps) Damn. Now, she specifies in the article and in multiple interviews that she's given that it was a Lutheran orphanage that had nuns. Is that strange? I don't. I didn't think they had nuns. They don't. Because Lutherans get married and shit. Yeah. Lutheran is a, a Protestant denomination. Okay. And. With the exception of Anglicans, and in part because of the way that the Anglican Church came about, most Protestant denominations do not have religious orders like nuns or monks. There are people that form communes, but like, as far as specific nuns and monks, we don't really have that. Hmm. I've never met a Lutheran nun, so unless this was like... Unless she had it wrong, yeah, or she's making it up, or I don't know. It's it sounds like maybe she just got sent to a religious orphanage and she didn't know what to call That's them. That's what I think must have happened. But what blew my mind is I found it in like multiple articles, and I was just like, did no one fact check this? Like, yeah, I have known so many Lutherans and not a nun among them. <laughs> like that's yeah. crazy. Like I have known many nuns, none of them Lutheran. <laughs> Lutheran, by the way, just so I have my facts straight lutherans are the ones that believe in uh the son the father and lex luther right yeah exactly that's why they all shave their heads (laughs) oh my god that's why there's no nuns because lex luther is always single ah there we go i'm sure that if there are lutheran nuns somebody will tell us about i'm sure we'll hear about it if we're wrong please tell us um so she claims that this lutheran nun was quote a German woman who told her about the elements, fire, water, earth, air, and ether, and about, and this I think is fully made up, 
uh, the Akashic Records. This seems to be something that only she ever references. I have never heard of it in any of my occult studies. And doing this show, we've studied a fuckload of the occult. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could name most of the Hermetic Tree to you right now. No, I've never heard of this. Um, She's got this big... Big old scary German woman. I'm putting scary in it. It turns out it was actually Madame Blavatsky (laughs) herself. She's like, child, there are five elements. It's earth, fire, wind, water, and ethernet. Baby, that's that Wi-Fi. We got it good, baby. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she claims that these Akashic records existed only in the spiritual realm. And she taught her that... Terry could reach them through meditation because her visions had started returning. Oh. So she was having visions again. Um, and allegedly this nun claimed that she would show her the past, present, and future laid out like farmland through an airplane window so you could see it almost like a map. Okay. okay. And then also taught her about reincarnation. This is just more weirdness where I'm like, okay, none of this is Lutheran. <laughs> No. Definitely it's, not. It's yeah. it's real strange, which lends me to either believe, A, it was just a religious orphanage and she didn't know what it was. Yeah. Or B, it's all made up. Yeah. It yeah. just sounds like a Christmas story mixed with acid. Yeah. Well, and judging by the fact that she uses Akashic records and that becomes part of her theology later mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a thing them's those knives that what cut through a can right that's Ginsu. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> takashi 69 is that rapper that done that, sold them guns that's true the takashi records <laughs> the takashi 69 records nobody wants those <laughs> no one's looking into the future for more Takashi 69 records. They're looking into the past to find out who we, how we can prevent it from happening to begin with. She, Terry, uh, started to believe that she was the reincarnation of St. Teresa of Avila. Two years later, she was adopted by a couple from Dallas who had lost their first daughter to tuberculosis. I feel like everyone be dying of tuberculosis. There's a lot of tuberculosis yeah. in this. Yeah, that's I why just, vaccines were invented. I was playing a video game recently, and your goddamn video game character dies of tuberculosis. And I'm like, you couldn't have let him get shot like everyone else in all of the other video games? Die of tuberculosis. Little bitch. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> Little bitch-ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So this was the first normal home Terry had known in her entire life. And for a while, they were happy, in part because they did bond over losing a loved one to tuberculosis. Um, However, that kind of stopped once Terry became a teenager. You know how teenagers do. Uh, and Shut up, Sarah. You're not my real mom. The heat stroke told me I'm Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> Teenagers be wilding out. Yeah. <laughs> she felt like her adopted mother was too overprotective. And so she thought of any and all ways to get out of her situation. And it was pretty convenient that right around this time, she met a young truck driver named John Wilder. He was 18 <laughs> years old. Literally wilding out. Yeah. yeah. He's 18 years old, six foot one inches tall. He was a high school dropout and he was currently earning 85 cents an hour. Hot. 
Call me. What? Most... <laughs> Did she say hot? Call me. He's the most successful person in the Wilder family, by the way. Uh-huh. Her adopted mother hated John Wilder. Really? Why? Oh, hmm, yeah. He sounds like I a catch. Know. Uh, she didn't think he was good enough. She didn't think he made enough money. Not to mention that Terry was 14 years old. Oh, no. Fucking yikes. It yeah. was bad. How old was he? 18. Well, I've heard Wilder. Aww. Hey, hey, hey. I'm very sorry. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If she was 18 and he was 22, I got no beef. Yeah. If she was 21 and he was 25, I don't care. Do your business. But the fact that she's 14. Yeah. Yeah, that's... it's a little weird. It's not good. She waited until she turned 15. And a month after she turned 15, they ran away to Durant, Oklahoma, which was currently the closest place that a 15-year-old could get married without parental consent. And I think I speak for everyone when I say no one should be married at 15. No one should should be married at 18. Like 25 and older. 25 and older. Legitimately? I mean, I think the divorce rate would probably go down. Yeah. For sure. Just fuck before you get married. Who cares? We have birth control now. Get it together. I feel... I'm on both sides of it because I know some people that literally have been together since teens and are like rock solid. But then I also know. <laughs> like, yeah. Is it because so, they're reading D magazine? No, I think well, maybe they were just fucking beforehand. But I yeah. also like I also know a bunch of people who are like one or two marriages in and the first one was at 18. So I think it just depends on the person. Well, but. the thing is, none of these people were running off to Kevin Durant, Oklahoma and getting married <laughs> at the age of 15. Yeah, 15 is too young for anyone to get married no. ever. I don't want to hear it. I, honest to God, I don't even think you should have to pick a major in college at 18. I feel like that's kind of fucked up to be like, oh, make the decision now that it'll affect the rest of your life. Forever. Yeah, the fact that we straddle children with it, crippling student loan debt is really upsetting because when you're 18, you're just like, I don't know, I guess I'll study cooking because sometimes I cook. 100 grand? Sure. Yeah. Oh my God, culinary degrees are so expensive. I mean, regular degrees are too, but culinary degrees yeah. specifically are. Yeah. It's like art expensive. school too, where you just it's have all these outside school, expen- yeah. expenditures. If you don't go to college, you'll just be what? Sitting there on the couch? Recording a podcast about <laughs> cults. You're sitting there trying to figure your life out, <laughs> packing up Patreon boxes when you could be getting a degree in nursing <laughs> or medical billing. You're sitting there trying to figure out this Kevin Durant joke out, <laughs> and you could be a registered nurse right now. Right now. I would love to see Armando Torres registered nurse. Oh, my God. Do they make scrubs that big? Uh, oh, they certainly do. They gotta. Yeah, they have to. So roughly eight month, 18 months after they got married... They had their first child named Kathy. Oh, no. uh, about four years after that, they had a son named Kenneth. And another four years after that, they had a daughter named Virginia. So at this point, they've been married for like 10 plus years. Oh, what a, fit okay. up, what a fuck up the alliteration, though. I yeah. thought they were going to go for KKKs. Yeah. And I was like, come that's on, a, guys. Well, Kathy Carrie. spelled with a C. Yeah, that's, Kathy. That's Kathy, what Kenneth, that's Virginia. Um, so at this point in her life, Terry is a housewife and is pretty happy with it for the most part um as her kids kind of grow up and go through school she got really good at gardening um they had kind of a little farm and things were not bad um she never finished high school but she had a lot of things in her life that she liked except 
she started to feel like she should be more than a housewife and that destiny had something better than her and that she shouldn't just hang on to that frankincense and myrrh but she should like actually use the things that the wise men told her so in the mid 50s she started meeting with a group of what she called like-minded friends they would discuss meditation and metaphysics and the origin and structure of the universe. Now, this is mid-50s, so this is pretty common all over the country. It's a weird time of transition. This is where we're getting into a lot of New Age religion. It's, you know, about 10 plus years before Manson, but it's the beginning of a lot of that thought and a lot of the introduction of Eastern philosophy into the United States, which is kind of feeding into this. Yeah. Yeah. We covered a little bit of this in uh, Heaven's Gate with like the groups that uh, Bonnie Nettles and and even the groups that predate those groups that gave way to the groups she joined. This is like where like theosophy and shit starts coming into uh, play. And to be honest, Terry's a lot like Bonnie Nettles. They sound very a similar. A lot like her. It was one of those things where the first time I heard this story, I was like, this is crazy. And then hearing it after Heaven's Gate, I'm like, oh, man, she and Bonnie have so much in common. They're very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difference between them in that I feel like even though Bonnie was wrong, and manipulative mm-hmm. I don't think she was doing it from a place of greed self-aggrandizement no. she was more like yeah. it was more a coping it was a coping me- mechanism and I feel like she believed what she thought and it wasn't to get things over on people it was because she believed she had a mission wrong though that may be yeah Terry on the other hand learns that she's got a good grift And then she just keeps it going. So as time passed and as her kids grew up and moved out of the house, Terry became more and more and more involved in the occult. They were able at that point to move into a modest house kind of closer to the city. Uh, She started ordering mail order books on hypnotism, which at the time, fun fact, cost about $1.98. I just like the thought of her mailman coming by with just like history of the occult, eh? Terry, you get wilder and wilder. Well, that was like the t- <laughs> that was like the time my Jehovah's Witness neighbor caught us as we were like bringing in Amazon packages, and we were, we had like one half open, and it was just crime and the occult, <laughs> and she was just like, "So, what are you guys doing?" We're like, "Nothing." Yeah, just reading stuff. My, Don't worry about it. My grandmother, my uh, Mexican grandmother, my abuelita, she is uh, she speaks mostly Spanish and uh, she is from Mexico and she is currently Jehovah's Witness. And I just found out that she thinks that I'm still a rapper. So when she sees pictures of me on stage with the mic or sees stuff about the podcast, she thinks that it's rap related. Awesome. And I've realized that it's much better to have my grandma think I'm a rapper than let her know how involved in this weird shit I actually am. Because if I told her this, she'd be like, no, uh, tu es un diablo. (laughs) You are... A devil. Yeah. My favorite thing about Armando's grandma is that if he is on his knees, he is still taller than her. Oh yeah. Wow. She comes, so standing cute. up, she comes up to my hip. Like she's she's a very short woman. She's so cute. Yeah. So in addition to her mail order books on the occult and hypnotism, she also got involved with 
quote, the power of positive thinking groups, otherwise known as large group awareness trainings, specifically Silva Mind Control Incorporated. Now, Silva Mind Control Incorporated came up on the Lost episodes, episode 17 and episode 18, which were about large group awareness trainings. All you really need to know about it is it's basically a precursor to the secret. It's this idea of like, your life can be as good as you make it. That's basically it. Yeah, broad strokes. It is good. Mm, I mean, it is I a good philosophy to have. Uh, basically, in the like, yeah, outlook. in the abstract of like, yeah. you get out of life what you put into life. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And I, and I think the main problem that we found with a lot of those groups that we covered on the last episode is the idea that people are litigious. <laughs> A litigious as hell. <laughs> That's the problem I came up with. Keep your fucking cafe gratitude and Lululemon. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that people are responsible for their own trauma. It's A, the idea that people are responsible for their own trauma, but B, this idea that you have to continually pay and go to seminars and sign up for things when this is just a... Ba- like. Go talk to a therapist yeah. or just a good friend. Get some shit off your chest. A good therapist is working to a point where you can see them less. That's, yes. that's, that's the, the goal. Their goal is yeah. to never see you again. Yeah. <laughs> In a good way, though. Oh, yeah. Like a yeah. nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but there's a, you know, a specific treatment plan. You've got goals. And again, the goal is to eventually not need them as much. Mm-hmm. The goal isn't to ascend levels to where you need people more and are volunteering your time but not receiving any payment for it. Yeah. So keep Straight that up, in mind. There are also a lot of churches like this. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. We yeah. run a podcast about yeah, it. but I mean, cults. like Christian church. There are a lot of Christian, like mega churches that follow oh, this. Sure. Yeah, mega churches get a little weird. They follow this kind of branding and money. Yeah, and I mean, this is something that, and this is part of the reason we wrote the thing at the beginning of the show about monetary sacrifice, etc. If a church is requiring money of you to attend, that's not a real church. Some churches will take donations or tithes, but that should be voluntary. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a, a decision maker as to whether or not you can be a part of something. And if your church is telling you to write a cease and desist letter to three comedians in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, your church is a cult. Yeah. If we call it a cult and you're like, please don't call us a cult. People call us a cult all the time. You're fucking... And here's another side note. If you don't know where the money goes, if your church is not providing you with a budget, which most, I would say, churches that are on the up and up usually have at least one or two services a year where they're like, hey, this is where the money that you donate to us goes. These are the things that we do with it. If you don't have any idea where that money is going, that's not good. No. And that's going to come into play here in a big old way. Most churches that don't show you where their money is going, it's funneling it into Halliburton. Follow the money. (laughs) Dick Cheney caused Church 11. (laughs) Dick Cheney caused Church's chicken. No, but that's where you get the things like televangelists, yeah, or Creflo yeah, yeah. Dollar, yeah. where a lot of that money is just going to Fucking line their Yeezys pockets. and private jets. Yeah, where they're preaching this idea of you can have as much money as you want. You just need to put it out there into the universe to the Lord. And I'm like, first of all, God is not a vending machine. Secondly, all of this money that people are giving you is just going to greed. Yeah. If God was a vending machine, he would be in Japan because they have the coolest vending machines. <laughs> God, dirty panties, all in the same place. <laughs> God damn it! I paid for a, 
I paid for heaven, but it got stuck in the machine again. <laughs> Shake it. Shake it. Hip check it. Yeah. No, if, it's just dirty panties. <laughs> keep hitting it. Keep hitting it. Uh, real quick, before we move forward, I just want to say, as a blanket statement, if somebody is, if their business is selling you on the secrets to making money they do like don't listen to them because if they actually had those secrets they would just make money like the guy who founded fucking amazon and shit they would those people the the real successful people aren't telling you that stuff so if you find groups like this both in um modern day what could be considered like large group awareness training or, or groups that stem from marketing. them yeah exactly those things they're bullshit if somebody w- if somebody really had the secret they sure as shit wouldn't be selling it on youtube yeah we know comedians that won't even give advertising secrets like yeah. no one wants to share secrets that work if they're if they want to teach you the secret the secret is getting your money. That's how they're successful. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how they're getting rich, is, so, is from you. Uh, yeah, sorry to butt in. I just want to, no, sure. I'm a very big proponent of like, and these people this are is, fucking assholes. This is going to be a thing. That's good. So, um, now, at the same time, D Magazine posits that what really changed Terry and John's lives was exposure to wealthy, bored women who met at the country club. Now, John kept working as a trucker and would continually bring home his trucker paycheck just normally. And Terry, tired of being a housewife and now with older children that didn't need her care as much, started just hanging around the country club and talking about her visions with all of the women who would sit around there and drink wine. Ooh. Ooh. How did she get in? Did she have a... a... They moved into the neighborhood, basically. It wasn't... So country clubs used to be a lot more common and a lot less exclusive. Interesting. Back in the day. It was more like a social gathering as opposed to a status symbol. Okay. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's... It actually kind of plays into it. Like if you watch, uh, like I hate to reference this, I think two episodes in a row. If you watch Mad Men, uh, fucking get on that show. I fucking love that show. Every, my mom has been telling it, me yeah. to watch it. I love Mad Men, but they, she has like a social club or junior league. Like my aunt and my cousin are in junior league. A lot of that stuff used to be just more common and part of everyday life. And if you lived in a neighborhood, that's kind of where you went. As opposed to now, it's like an HOA, like a homeowner association. Gotcha. I fucking hate country clubs because my uncle wanted to meet at the country club and I only wore jeans and he didn't tell us there was a fucking dress dress code. code, So we had to leave the country club and buy different pants in a different city. Fuck your country club. And fuck rich people. Jesus. Sorry, I'm mad. Who doesn't tell someone that there's a dress code to dinner? I just want to have dinner with you guys. That's fair. Why do I have to fucking... I performed stand-up at a country club once, and they have a dress code, and I was like, you're paying me to be here. I don't need to adhere to your dress code. Long story short, we uh, negotiated, and I just wore my outfit with a borrowed blazer. Yeah. But you know how there's like that that like the big stereotype in like TV shows is when you borrow the blazer, it's, it's always way too size. big it for fit you. you perfectly? No, it was the smallest blazer that's possibly fit. Hilarious. So my arms didn't go down all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I spent like a good ten minutes just b- passive aggressively being like, "Are you guys fucking happy? Is my comedy better because I'm in a blazer?" And the ghost of Chris Farley was pleased. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, so she starts talking to these women and they've got nothing to do. Now, this type of dynamic goes all the way back to like the Salem witch trials. When you get rich white ladies with nothing to do, all we do is call the police on your barbecues. Like, it's just hunt in country club. Yeah. Am I right, ladies? If we can't get into witchcraft, we're going to start getting into your barbecues. Like, it's just, they have nothing to do, and so they've got to get some excitement somehow, and this is how they get it. Help, yeah. I got crystals in my barbecue. You've got your crystals in my jade eggs. Um... And they're all in my vagina. This is this is like proto goop. Oh, so they immediately latched onto the idea that she had visions and could interpret their wine dreams and <laughs> wine dreams. <Yeah>. Shut up! <laughs> and they started to follow her and believe that she was more than a housewife; that she was a messenger of God, and to her, that power was addicting. Terry, Much like wine. Terry, I'm just trying to tell you. I'm listening to your story about a week ago. Listen, Terry. About a week ago, I drank two whole bottles of Chardonnay and I pass out by the pool. Ugh. Same exact dream. Totally <laughs> See, I was thinking it would be more like, so the other day I had this dream that I was by the pool. Uh-huh. And, and this man walked up to me and was like, ma'am, you need to leave. And they're like, no, that was Tuesday. And I he said, I dreamt that. He said, ma'am, you need to leave. But I, what I knew he was saying was, you are God. And I was like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? No, yeah. Do you, no, do you know? Yeah, you're the woman who drank three bottles of Chardonnay. <laughs> you need to leave. Oh, Deborah, God. get out. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, though, her little group of housewives wasn't enough. And Terry started meeting with all of the housewives' housewives' the housewives' 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 uh, troubled teenage children. Oh. oh no! So Terry claims that during the late '60s, she actually helped a young man end his drug habit through meditation and prayer. Yeah, I'm a... Sure. Yeah, like you met a Lutheran nun, right? Yeah, instead of methadone, she was like, here's some frankincense. (laughs) Yeah, I think just not having an alcoholic mother would really help you Mm. cope better. Maybe. Listen, I'm just saying, I know know you like cocaine, but have you tried Chardonnay? (laughs) He's cured. Oh, God. Chardonnay, am I right? (laughs) Chardonnay. Now... This young man that she supposedly helped allegedly begged her to share her power and her secrets with his other young teenage friends. And again, this is according to her. No. Yeah, because what young teenage boys love is hanging out around. You know what? The more I say it, the more I hear it. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Excuse me, Miss Wilder. She's even got the name. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, Miss Wilder. Can you um, come share your secrets with my friends? Um, We're thinking about starting up a magazine. The fact that she did it all. It's called D Magazine. (laughs) The fact that she did all of this topless, I think, might have been a factor. (laughs) (laughs) It's all—it's more of this idea of just like, well, in the future, you're going to find a woman who actually understands you and someone who's more mature. Yeah. It's, well, to me, she's grooming. She's, she's grooming. She's people. honestly, to me, she sounds like a real MILF, a messiah I'd like to follow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
a messiah I'd like to follow. Oh my god. Is that a new sticker? <laughs> I made myself hurt with laughter. That's so good. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Please send us photos of every messiah you'd like to follow. <laughs> Please Photoshop in bikinis. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> this sounds like Armando's origin story. Troubled youth helped by older women. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> so she started holding weekly evening meditation sen- sessions that had about 20 high school students at a time, boys and girls. Okay. And again, this is according to her, but we know that some of this is true because some of the people that were in those groups still alive at the time that the article for D Magazine was written and they were interviewed. Gotcha. So Terry was basically giving these kids the things that they weren't getting at home. Somebody who would listen to them and their problems. And Chardonnay. And Chardonnay. (laughs) There's plenty of Chardonnay at home. Something warm and wet and old enough to buy them booze, I think. Oh. You think she was fucking those children? Mm. I'll get to it. Oh, no. Not all of them. Here's the thing. We saw photos and... No. I mean, clearly she's got a great personality. Yeah. As someone who coasted on personality into marrying a lumberjack, I get it. (laughs) She looks like she has a great personality and a very high budget for hairspray. Yeah. Yeah. It's very Texas beehive. Yeah. I was watching uh, (laughs) Flight of the Concords the other day, and they mentioned a helmet that looks like his hair. That's what that looks like. It looks like a hair helmet. Which didn't. Didn't a cult member try to invent a helmet that looks like your hair for defensive purposes? Uh, yes. In Happy Science, I think. Uh, yes. One of in Happy Science, I think one of the members was an inventor who invented a bunch of stuff, including like magnets that made your dick work harder or something. Okay. You just put it inside a lady, and it's just gonna pull you towards. But it. yeah, his the invention you're talking about was a helmet that's made to look like your hair, so that if somebody, so you're just standing there wearing a helmet that's covered you would, you in fur. You would have fur. to wear it all the time. And you're basically. like, boy, I hope no one attacks me in my head. In your head. Yeah. In your head. In your head. Helmet. Helmet. Helmet with hair. hair. <laughs> I'm glad we all joined in on that. Yeah. One. I like we gotta record so an much. album already. <laughs> we just gotta find one of those mall kiosks. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to the Patreon episode. Off pitch two. <laughs> it's it's like the off brand version of Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah. but it's We're pitch zero. Pitch negligent. <laughs> pitch yeah. negligent. Pitch, please. Um, <laughs> hire me, Viacom. Um, so, um, basically, she really kind of got through to these kids because they felt like they could tell her anything. Yeah, she got through to them. Yeah. Uh, and she would counsel them on things like meditation and steer them away from drugs or what she deemed to be dangerous, quote, macrobiotic diets. Bitch, what? Yeah. Did you know that in some African tribes, it's uh, customary for young men to have sexual relations with their aunt so that they learn how to please women? 
Did you know in some porn websites it's customary for <laughs> <laughs> men to fuck their aunts slash stepmoms? So that... It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. You better hope that your aunt's not into something weird. <laughs> it's not illegal if you put step in front of the name. Oh, no. That's what I've learned from porn. Oh, God. That's my new like defense. It. I'm not a burglar. I'm a step burglar. So it's <laughs> So it's not illegal. Yeah, okay, I was breaking and entering, but it's only my step house. <laughs> but the the point being that I mean, it stop us if it if this is where you're heading, but it seems like there may be some sexual misconduct going on. Maybe. <laughs> In fairness, she was 14 when she or 15 when she got married, so yeah. I feel like her Abuse is re-dominating. Well, she, I think, was groomed, and then I think she's going to continue to groom other people. Yeah, that's. It's just kind of like this is what she thinks is hurt normal. People hurt people when you. Mm. We ain't talking dogs here. Grooming? Oh, grooming. Oh. <laughs> I don't she could have <laughs> opened a pet business and said she had to touch kids. Those are the only two options. Yeah. Either you have to brush this dog or you better be touching that kid. She opened a heavy pet business. Oh, no. (laughs) Andrea, you better call that a step joke or you're going to get in trouble real fast. He is over 18. Okay. By the time they finally get married. Um, what? I don't know when they started seeing each other. There's no info on that. But anyway, um, she basically offered them an alternative to the strict upbringing they had at home. Because these are kids that are basically teens caught between two generations. They've got families who, you know, were soldiers. They fought in the war. They're a much more conservative generation. They're kind of exploring ideas that are not the norm for their parents. And she's somebody that reflects an adult and an authority figure that is espousing the ideas and making it okay for them to kind of think outside the box. Now... Most of the students who were in this group at the time claimed that it was harmless and that she basically was giving them a safe space to express their feelings and to get answers about everything from, like, how the universe was formed to, like, how to put a bra on. Like, you know, (laughs) everything from the crazy to the day-to-day stuff that they were afraid to talk to their parents about. Hey, because today I'm going to show you how to open up a bottle of Chardonnay. Now I'm going to need you to do it because my hands is not working no more. (laughs) Straight up, though, I mean, something else to think about, too, is, like, at this time, this generation could also be almost everyone's dad has PTSD. You know, like, that's the whole everyone. So, like, imagine, like, you've seen people yelling in the street. That's everyone's dad. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, Miss Wilder, I asked my dad if he could teach me how to shave, and he called me a Nazi. Can you uh, help me out, please? (laughs) So, I don't know about shaving, but Miss Wilder had the purple teeth today. Oh, jeez. 
So she would lead them into meditative trances and then talk them through plateaus of spiritual development and they would quote unquote tour the temples of spiritual masters. So she would basically ask them how they felt that the like palaces and temples looked and then just agree with them. So she's just, it's improv. She's just yes anding what they say. So if they're like, it's got a purple door, she's like, and isn't it a beautiful purple door? Mm. So she's basically leading them through this fantasy that they are now feeling like they're seeing it because she's agreeing and so she's giving validation to essentially a shared meditative experience that is creating a narrative that they are now all a part of. The power just, of suggestion. Yeah. Did you say you saw Purple Door? That's good. Where did you study? UCB? That's really good. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> Playing the game? I like it. This is very nice. Now, she also liked to tell students about her powers. She claimed that sometimes when she was asleep, she would just straight up levitate, and her husband never knew what to do when it happened. <laughs> What? Yeah, where's her husband and all? Oh, I guess he's trucking. Traveling the country. He's trucking, and he doesn't believe she has powers. Really? Yeah, it becomes a sticking point. Uh, she also claimed that she could heal the sick. One of her sons, um, who now is basically the same age as everyone in the group and is kind of joining the group on outings, he dislocated his thumb, and it was bad. Like, clearly the bone was out of alignment. And... She didn't want him to see a doctor. She wanted to heal him through meditation, which, spoiler alert, didn't fucking work. <laughs> so he did end up eventually having to go see a doctor. If you just quiet and still for long enough, it'll fix. I promise. Mommy is too slash to drive you right now. Now, she also claimed that she could protect her students from harm. One night, she told a high school student that his girlfriend was due to die in a car accident. The fuck? And only an emergency meditation session could save her. After the session, she smiled and said that the accident had been averted. I'm going to tell you, Sarah, I was going to hit you with my fucking car, but I'd like the way you meditate. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking <laughs> I'm going to hit you with my station wagon, but I'm not no more. No, that's good. Mrs. Wilder, I don't think you should drive. You fucking watch your mouth and make you meditate again. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so she was so invested in some of these teens' relationships that she would break them up if she didn't think they were soulmates. Oh. Oh. And the same went for that person who just dodged a car accident she didn't really like them as a couple and so she encouraged them to broke break up and the boy that she had meditated with glenn chose to break up and then he started sitting next to her at meditation so he could hold her hand oh no Ooh, how old is he he's about 18 right under the wire yeah just barely but you have n i mean I read this big long post about grooming and, and yes. uh, celebrities who groom. And the thing is, is like. She started before he was 18. Yeah. She laid yeah. the groundwork. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no way. I mean, the publicly they started like, you know, this time, but like you, what, there could have been a, a huge amount of stuff going on. Oh, for sure. For sure. Hair she that high. She's a fucking Texas catch. Wow. Yeah. 
She a also- ten in Texas refers to your hair being ten inches away from your <laughs> it's, skull. It's, it's a ten gallon hair. <laughs> <laughs> And it's filled with 10 gallons of Chardonnay, I'll fucking tell you what. (laughs) Now, even death didn't stop her powers. She could also talk to the dead, she claimed. And she would deliver messages from the dead, namely Jimi Hendrix. Whoa. Mm -hmm. She claimed that his soul needed a boost to reach a higher plane and his drug use had kept him down. So they needed to pray him into the higher plane and she would claim that his music was playing and people could hear him and caught up in the fantasy people would agree and say yes i can hear him even though he wasn't there jimmy couldn't get into heaven because he got high so you got to get him higher right using that good good god kush yeah uh, she also really liked to bring up dead people from centuries before so she would turn off the lights in the room and have a student whoever Mm -hmm. hold a piece of tinted plastic in front of their face like a lighting gel okay basically and then she would shine a flashlight on them and say there now everyone can see that they were a chinese wise man in a past life (laughs) those are her words she's not good at magic no Um, she's bad no she's like a mixture of the emperor's new clothes and ryuho okawa where She's like making up things that people are saying to her and being like, look at this. Don't you hear it or don't you see it? And people are kind of caught up with it. And they're like, yeah, sure. It's much like abstract art in galleries. Yeah. Where everyone's like, it's good, right? And everyone's like, yeah, it's yeah, good. Better for me to say it's good or I'll hit you with my fucking car. I swear to God. <laughs> I got, uh, got 10 gallons of Chardonnay and piss in this hair. And I'm, I'm fixing to use it. I love you judging, Terry. You judging my piss? I fucking, I had nowhere to go. Okay. One boob is full of piss, and the other is full of Chardonnay. Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, God. Come oh, dead ass, though, for real. She is <clears throat> she is exactly like Bonnie Nettles, in that like Bonnie Nettles would use her powers to be like, I have contacted the spirit of a Franciscan monk, the one who brought protestantism into action martin luther and also marilyn monroe's here you fucking believe it dude that shit's yeah. crazy so she's doing like some old school powerful like respect me because i can do this shit right but then also like to keep it hip and fresh for the kids here's some Jimi hendrix yeah and whenever she gets pulled over she blows a point eight zero zero eight five. you like because that because one boob is full of chardonnay <laughs> You know how fucking hard it is to keep that level of drunk? <laughs> exactly. It is impressive. Now, everything about their group, even everything we've listed, seemed definitely weird, but still pretty harmless until John and Terry's marriage started to fall apart. Why did their marriage fall apart? I wonder. Well, we'll have to talk about it next week. <gasps> On part duh. Oh shit. The second boob. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this was the this was the pee boob and then we're going to get into the Chardonnay boob next week. I haven't even begun to be drunk. <laughs> I've you were born in I was born in the drunk. I didn't see you, sober until you I You nearly a drunk a uh, drinked the, the, dr- the drunk. The drunk. I didn't see sober until I was a grown woman, and at that point, it was nothing but a bad headache. Uh, she has truly become. She's truly embodied uh, the Messiah. I'd like to follow. 
<laughs> she is milf. And this yeah, that's the episode full title. Of oh yeah, there's so many things to choose from for an episode title. <laughs> ten gallon hair. Yeah. Ten gallon hair. I'll yeah, fucking I like I fu- when I edit the episodes, I write on my whiteboard. It's uh, my favorite part of coming into record. Yeah. It's just seeing what the other options were. Like last week was just Karen Horny. Yeah, it's Karen Horny Canadian placenta, which was poutine. That's was what poutine. we. Oh, and then that kind of radical. Yeah, because we couldn't figure out if she was like radical or it like, like radical. radical. Jesus Christ, this is. So I'm gonna peek peek behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah, we did not initially plan for this to be a multi-part episode. Yeah, but the the outline was 17 pages, and we only got like eight pages in. But I am so I am so glad I am so glad we get to explore this more because this is so this is very interesting. It is a well for it's jokes. A, it's about to take a crazy turn. Oh God! In I full disclosure, the next episode will be sadder. Yeah, they it's, usually are, but also super crazy. I do remember this dollop. Yes, barely. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my memory is horrible, so <laughs> I will been, be have a great time. She's yeah. been glug glug. You know glug, what I mean? Glug. Hitting the boob pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. The idea of pee balls and jizz balls comes up in our household like once a day. <laughs> it's our favorite joke. I it's I love it. I love it so much. Also, people kept like I, I'm part of like some food groups and stuff. And there's like a new Gordon Ramsay YouTube video that's like making the rounds where he like dresses up like something, whatever. And every time I see it, all I can think is you talking about him being John Benet Ramsey's dad, <laughs> and that I think he cooked her. I don't know if I've told this story on the episode. It's pretty much that. Just that somebody uh, that knew that we had a true crime podcast was like, "So what do you think about John Benet Ramsey?" And I went, "Oh, Gordon Ramsay's kid." I think, I think he, he ate her. <laughs> you know, you said I think he cooked her. I think he cooked her. <laughs> and I think we have talked about it. Who the is this too? It's just a, to me. You just whispered it to me yeah. in front of another person. Yeah. Somebody asked us what we thought about uh, John Benet Ramsey. It was a drunk person. We it, not somebody that we wanted to have a conversation okay. with. Somebody no. that wandered that up sense. to us tits full of chardonnay and was just like <laughs> let's talk about cold cases and that that line was it, it was it was funny enough to make Paige laugh and weird enough to make this person walk away yeah and leave leave us alone which yeah was that makes me so happy oh my god drunk terry oh, terry wilder is is the most fitting name for this batshit crazy lady contrary to popular belief Chardonnay tits is not just a female disease. Men can also have Chardonnay tits. <laughs> That's why it's important to get checked by your doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Routinely. Oh, my if God. If you have too much Chardonnay in your tits, you might have to have a slamogram where you're just like <laughs> completely thrashed and people squeeze oh, them. Shit. Oh, shit. I love you. Oh, so my God. Good. So this has been... Uh, <laughs> This has been a great episode. Uh, if you love episodes like these, um, then you should definitely join our Patreon because, hey, guess what? Our Patreon donors are helping us live and uh, <laughs> helping helping Paige fill up her boobs with, I can only assume, our Fago? Fago. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese, but only the shapes. Uh, the Dinosaurs? They have unicorns right now. Oh, my God. Oh, man. The nipples clogged up again. <laughs> I gotta get them hard. Turn on Unsolved Mysteries. (laughs) (laughs) Got anything with Kurt Russell in it? Help a lady out. 
Yeah. Um, our Patreon is uh, five dollars for sweet, sweet two, basically two more bonus episodes a month. Oh yeah, and you they're get every other week a bonus episode. So far, we've done the history of Hitler's mustache, and most recently, last week, we did an episode on the Juggalos family. Yeah. It is a full episode of just, and it is, it is, it is both informative and also hilarious, and also we get to try Fago, yes, which is uh, I, I guess. It's good to know that I'm I'm the wrong kind of garbage person to enjoy Fago. Well, I will say that in California we have limited access to Fago flavors, and there are better fa- flavors than what we tried. Is we- Fago like a controlled substance in California? <laughs> yeah. it's made What's of, the deal? It's, it's technically sh- an amphetamine. I said that on the episode. Yeah, it's made of Chardonnay. Uh, <laughs> It's yeah, it's it's like for loco when you're too drunk to sound out and say for loco. It's just fago. Fago. Uh, it's not. It's just soda, but it's made in Michigan, I believe, and so the state of Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that makes state sense. Of Detroit. Um, <laughs> and so it doesn't always make it here. Just like there's other stuff out there that doesn't make it here either. Um, but so we were only able to get rock and rye, red pop, and grape. Um, but I'm very interested in cat candy apple, peach, or diet peach. And I'm kind of curious about moon mist. That sounds interesting. It's I think it's basically fresca. Oh, okay. Or Mountain Dew. I'm not sure. Okay. We'll find out. Yeah, so you can listen to that episode and our previous Speculation Zone episode and all future Speculation Zone episodes each and every every other week because it comes out every two weeks by going to patreon.com slash cult podcast and as a reward for all patrons at all levels you get a shout out that was pretty good thank you you got a much better voice than i do now that's that's what i call pitch So, this episode is brought to you by Kate from Toronto. Oh, Yeah. It's like uh, Canadian Adam has a friend now. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, it's Kate from Toronto. Kate from Toronto. Kate, uh, Canadian Adam did a uh, I saw. taste test for something that came in the Patreon He's, box. He said that he wanted to make, uh, uh, he made it alcoholic, and I really want to know. What? I, my, one of my goals... Uh, for the future is to create and let me know what you guys think what y'all think um, is a cookbook that includes a couple of drink recipes that are all cult inspired right. and I'd like to work on this with uh, both both y'all and uh, one of my friends who is a amazing bartender from san diego but oh, yes. yeah he's magical thank you from kate from toronto uh i know enough about toronto to not pronounce it toronto so you're welcome toronto uh, and thank you specifically to Rock Hard Skank Nasty. <laughs> whoop whoop! <laughs> Family, may the Fago be with you. <laughs> oh man! I do. You guys do they do like a in the name of the Fago and the in the name of the Fago the hatchet and the holy butterfly and and the violent J. <laughs> Yeah, like there's like a okay. 
and the Joker's deck in the name of the Fago, the Hatchet, and the Joker's deck. Is that real? No, but I made it, it up right now. now. It is now. That's how I'm gonna. If now you want us, if you want us to bless you, hit us up. Rock hard, skank nasty. <laughs> rep the Hatchet. You got it. Uh, this one goes out to Irina Cruz. That sounds like I want a cruise. Yeah. And I got real excited for a second and then remembered that I don't do well on boats. <laughs> <laughs> Irina Cruz. Uh, and it comes with a lifetime supply of Dramamine. Ooh. The, we, we'd also like to thank Sarah, capital D, Bella. Ooh, uh, what's the D for? <laughs> a magazine. Big D. <laughs> <laughs> they say that they appreciate this attention to detail, that we asked uh, what we wanted them to be shouted out as, which, by the way, if you haven't received a message asking what you'd prefer us to call you, please hit us up. They also want to know if we can come to Denver so they can roll J's for y'all and cackle at your shows. I mean, I've never been to Denver. Uh, I'd be willing to go to Denver. It's uh, amazing. It's on my list to go again. I will definitely be in Denver early next year. So. Yeah, yep. get it, girl. And thank you to Rihanna Graham. <laughs> She's got the same name as regular Rihanna and is equally as cool. What I like about the name Rihanna Graham is that would be Rihanna's name if she married Drake because Drake's last name is Graham. His name is Aubrey Drake Graham. Let's make this happen. Oh, yeah. Keep him is... away from Millie Bobby Brown. Keep him with his ladies his own age like Rihanna. He oh was so God. in love with Rihanna. I'm not going to get into it, but it was one of those things where like that's what, kind of why him and Chris Brown have beef and also why the Meek Mill thing started because he was in love with Rihanna and Nicki Minaj. I, I promised I wasn't going to get into it. Thank you, Rihanna Graham. I know that you're not Rihanna unless you are. If I mean, we Rihanna is in the Facebook group and she's very, very cool. And I just want to say, keep doing you, girl. For a second, when you said Rihanna is in the Facebook group, I freaked out a little bit and then I realized what you meant. And it's not, <laughs> I'm happy this Rihanna is in the Facebook group, but you have to specify which Rihanna is which. <laughs> Uh, this goes out to Rachel Chilton. Wow. That's the best last name I've ever heard. I don't know what a Chilton is. It's, is it like a Hilton, but like a it's different just like, brand? Like I'm a chill. I'm chill a ton. Oh, that makes or sense. Or I'm chill at the Hilton because their mini bar is affordable. Yeah. We want to say thank you to every Patreon donor. Y'all help us live our dream. And we love you <laughs> so, so, so much. <laughs> and by dream, we mean... This whatever less this hunger. Is. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you you get you let me live the reality where my dad on the phone the other day was like, you know, this might actually be something. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm less disappointed in you. <laughs> You've been doing this for two years, and we thought it was gonna be weird, but now. <laughs> yeah, my mom grapples with the fact she goes like, "You're a minor celebrity," and I was yeah. like, "Mom, no, I'm not." And she was like, "Somebody has a tattoo of the drawing yeah. you made on their forearm," and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. The funnier part is that one of his mom's coworkers listens, and that's funny. Oh yeah, freaked my mom out. <laughs> my mom was like, "Whatever, you, if you fucking say anything about me that's not true, I will sue you for slander, and that's different from libel because libel is written down." And I was like, "You have obviously contacted a lawyer." You need to chill out, take a big swig from the Chardonnay pit, and calm down. Now I'm just picturing just like folding it up. I just realized I could fit my boob in my mouth. Mine aren't big enough. That anyway. just means that you 
qualify to star in porn now. Yes! Oh my god. Is that a qualifier? You have to put your own tit in your mouth? And if you want more content like this, you can go to patreon.com slash cold podcast. Whose stepdaughter are you going to (laughs) be? He's a step poppy, duh. Oh my god. (sighs) Oh man. If you want to send me just... A 10-gallon wig full of Chardonnay, then you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. And you can also find all of my show dates at MondoDoesStuff.com. I have not been as good at updating that as I should, but I will be much better about updating that website with my upcoming shows. Uh, I'll probably be all over Southern California this coming few months so definitely check that out thank you love you bye and if you want to send me detailed instructions for a bra that can fit a 42 triple chardonnay (laughs) please send those my way now it has to have one straw leading to the mouth and one (laughs) catheter leading to the to the pee hole okay so you can wear it to baseball games. Yeah. How do you make boob sangria? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you gotta stick some fruit in there, I guess. Oh my god. I think that's what they called it when a drag queen was doing body shots from between my boobs that one time. <laughs> oh my god. When people are like, Paige, why don't you drink anymore? And I'm like, health reasons, but also drag queens were doing shots between my boobs. <laughs> um yeah, uh, I'm lost my train of thought. If you want them to send you a bra in which oh, you can yeah, yeah. hide alcohol that you don't drink. That, yeah, yeah. I'm going to fill it with Fago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you, yeah, or if you just have any prototypes for fancy booze bras, send them my way. Uh, at Paige Wesley on Twitter, at Rampage Wesley on Instagram, or if you're in the Los Angeles area, November 5th, 5th. I'm roast battling Tom Whelan at the Comedy Store. Oh, yeah. I'm roast battling tomorrow, uh, the 10th, at the Comedy Store as well. Um, come watch me be a, be mean to a guy that looks like he could be my younger cousin. Yeah. And he's older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, guys. Andrea here. <laughs> if you haven't figured out, I'm the, the third one. I'm the other one. <laughs> if you want to send me... Any sort of nonsense that bored white women have been up to. <laughs> send me the articles. Send me the crafts. Send it all my way. The conspiracy theories. The Chardonnay tits. We're I want to see it. Crystals. Quilts. Religion. How dare you? <laughs> you know that I am signed up for two different quilt alongs for Christmas. How dare you? If Gwyneth Paltrow is in on it, I want it here. Send me pictures of white women eating salad, which is in the same subcategory. You mean a, a subway menu? A subway category. Or just a college admissions pamphlet? Uh, <laughs> Ay. Ay. They don't have to get admitted. They can pay their way through. Oh. Uh, hey, guys. If you want to send any or all of those things to me, send them to me at Sundress Comic or check out my art at Andrea Gazetta or AndreaGazetta.com. Also, this week, it is my dad's birthday. But also... <laughs> I'm just looking at my calendar. But also, I will be on a, a, a show on Twitch called Slob Ross, where I will be getting drunk with two other comedians, and we will be painting Bob Ross. I thought 
that's what it was gonna be and i'm so excited i'm so excited i will also be on a podcast talking about the history of stained glass with these same two comedians it'll be coming out later this week i love it i love it follow my social media for details i love you bye everybody this is terry wilder here and if you want to send me more chardonnay or send you Get get the box kind because it fits mm-hmm. in the shipping boxes. Because if you put a box in your bra, you can just say I got the biggest titties, and they can't legally search you. And then yeah, I'll just get a Franzia bladder sands box and start tucking it into my my waistband and my jean shorts. Mm-hmm. If they want to give you any trouble, just tell them you got a third titty and it's filled with legal advice. <laughs> 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 if you want to if you so want to follow the show you can do so on Instagram which is at cult podcast or on Twitter at cult podcast show you can also send us an email at cult podcast show at gmail.com uh or you could send us I mean you can send a Chardonnay if you want to people sent us chocolate frog wine and it was amazing it's so it was good. Really good and it was so much alcohol straight up I might have drank it all in two days <laughs> She did. I had to stop her from drinking it while recording an episode because she was slurring her words. I remember so that. She, and then I took it away and she kept going for the, her, her wine titty. I don't like being told what to wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to see that happen again, go ahead and send that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. Uh, I'm going to say don't drink the titty wine (laughs) and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. I certainly drink from the pee titty. (laughs)